Welcome to Lead with Confidence, the podcast where we will explore the journeys of leaders who inspire, empower, and believe in others. Join me to discover your self-confidence in love, life, and leadership. I'm Desiree Petrick, owner of Intentional Action, motivational speaker, and executive coach, and I can't wait to join your journey to learn what it means to lead with confidence. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of Lead with Confidence. I am interrupting our regular broadcast of having a guest on on Thursdays because it is Tuesday morning and I found out last night that my grandpa passed away. It wasn't a surprise he's been in the hospital for quite a few weeks. I am so thankful that my husband and I took the time to go and see him on Saturday, but it occurred to me when I was editing my podcast episode from Monday that I told the story of feeling like I couldn't tell people when I was in trouble. I couldn't tell people when I was hurt. I couldn't tell people when I was uncertain about something. When I would go in to have my children, I didn't tell anyone that I was going in. And I had people say, why wouldn't you tell us? We could pray for you. We could think about you. We could hope for you. We could check in on you. And I didn't really have a good reason. I didn't have an understanding of why I felt the need to be private about certain things while, on the other hand, I'm so open and honest and sharing on almost everything else in my life. And I think it's vulnerability, not wanting to show people that I need help sometimes too. But authenticity and vulnerability are two of the words that are becoming more and more associated with not only leadership in a workspace, but personal leadership, building communities, building relationships, authenticity, and vulnerability are two things that are no longer an option. They're kind of a necessity. And so I didn't finish out my thought on Monday in saying that by telling the story about my son and my mom, that was me breaking down all the barriers. That was me giving you a full barrier down view on what it was like to be in that situation. So today, I was really struggling with the fact that my grandpa passed away. It was all too similar to what happened with my mom. He spent four or five weeks in the hospital. My grandma and my aunt were spending every day there with him, which I can't even imagine how emotionally draining it is to sit there day after day. And so I was feeling sad. I was feeling frustrated. And I knew that if I stayed in that spot, it would continue to derail my day. The things that I needed to get done were already off my to-do list. I moved everything. I wanted to be able to create space. Again, there's that that word of the year. I wanted to create space for myself to grieve and to process in a way that was going to ultimately help me move forward. But in order to do that, I needed to identify not only how I was feeling, but how I could move forward, how I could make sure I didn't dig too deep of a hole. I think it's John Maxwell. It's in one of his books where he says the first rule of holes is stop digging. Once you find yourself in a place where you can see that you are just getting deeper and deeper into your sadness or frustration or anger or whatever it is, you need to stop digging. You need to find ways to pull yourself back up and out of the hole and start to to fill it in. That analogy just went way too far. But Ultimately, I know that I have control over the situation. It's the whole purpose of the foundation of self-framework is that 
we know that at any given moment, we have the tools. We have the tools to overcome anything that is plaguing us, anything that is making us feel anything but in control. So I went through this bag of tricks and I said, what is going to make me feel better in this moment? And let me clarify that that does not mean that I was trying to avoid the situation. In the past, absolutely. In the past, I would have tried to busy myself. I would have filled my calendar even more full than it already was, as opposed to taking things off of it to create space. So on the the last episode, I said we need to feel our feelings, especially because a lot of the times when we start to get overwhelmed by those feelings, we are alone. We're in a place that if we cried, it would be okay. We're in a place that if we needed 10 to 15 minutes to just let it out, it would be okay. No one would even have to know if you didn't want them to. You are the, you are the only one who knows what's in your head and in your heart. So if the emotional tension that you feel in your body could be released by tears, go ahead and cry. That's if you get injured, if you lose your job, if you lose a pet, if you lose a friend, if you literally lose someone to them passing away, whatever this thing is that is causing you emotional tension in your body, feel the feelings, create space for yourself to let go of what's being pent up. Start there. That was my number one. I also have really been digging into this whole dopamine hit concept, not sitting on my phone scrolling and getting dopamine hits from people responding to my messages, not a dopamine hit of sitting and watching TV and getting that instant gratification, but the dopamine hit of giving a 30-second hug. So last night when I found out that my grandpa had passed away, I went upstairs. I was already crying. My husband went to bed super early because he pushes snow, so he was going to wake up at 11 p.m. and go out all night and push snow. So I woke him up. I told him what happened. I was crying, and my daughter hadn't been sleeping yet. And she came in, and I'm going to try not to choke up, but she, she came in, and she gave me a hug, and she, she didn't ask if I wanted one. I didn't ask her for one. She saw that I needed one. And in the past, I probably would have been very private about it, even from a four-year-old. But we have talked a lot about what happened to her grandma, Tammy. We've talked a lot about the, the fact that grandma's up with God and all of the things. So I felt comfortable telling her that. In hindsight, telling her right before she went to bed was not probably the ideal situation. But because she had walked in on me crying, I wanted to be honest and upfront with her. And without asking, she gave me a hug and it helped. And so this morning, when I was feeling really down and I needed to find some way to move forward with my day, I was kind of single momming it while James was out pushing snow. So I said, what's going to make me feel better? I got my kids ready. I dropped them off at school and at daycare. And I called my husband and I said, where are you? Where are you pushing snow right now? I need to see you. So I drove over. I think I only spent three minutes in his company, but just being in the presence of someone that you love and you know that is going to be there for you and not ask questions unless you, sometimes I tell him, you need to ask me this. I need to tell you how I'm feeling and I need you to prompt it. So be open and honest with what you need in that moment. If you need a dopamine hit, a 30 second hug is all that it takes. Talk to someone who is going to be there for you. This is the part where I say you really need to cultivate that community before you know you need it. Don't wait until something happens to reach out to someone. So I got 
text messages from I, I I'm still in my vulnerability place if I haven't announced that my grandpa passed away this will be the first time and the only reason I'm doing it semi-publicly is because I know that um, the news will have gotten out by Thursday when I'm going to drop this episode. But those who knew have called me, they've texted me. You need that community of people who are going to check in on you. Don't be afraid to let them in. And if all you say in return is, thank you for caring, I'm not ready to talk about it yet, that's okay. You don't have to be ready to talk about it. You don't have to talk about it with anyone, but knowing that people are there when you are ready to talk, it's going to give you that peace of mind. It's going to give you permission. It's going to create that space for you to allow yourself to grieve in the time frame that you need, but know that someone is there to catch you when you are ready to talk about it. So creating that community to get the dopamine hit, to reach out to when you're ready, to have people reaching out to you, to feel that love around the hard things that is the next piece of the next tool that I've pulled out of my toolbox. I still wasn't feeling great. I have had I self-diagnosed bronchitis the last three weeks. I haven't done any working out because it all leads to a coughing attack. But I said, walking on the treadmill is not going to do it. Stretching right now is not going to do it. I need to lift weights. So I said, even if it takes me an hour and a half to do this 45 minute workout, I'm going to, I'm going to lift weights. And I did. Honestly, it was the kick in the butt that I needed because I didn't cough one time. So I think I had gotten in this place of being scared of what it was going to look like to jump back into this thing that I love, but I hadn't done it in a while. Sometimes it's way, it is way easier to continue doing something than to have to start overdoing something. And that's, that's not just weight loss or eating healthy. That's anything. So I knew that getting my heart pumping and doing something that was hard and physically taxing was going to help me to feel better. Halfway through the workout, I burst into tears. Again, feel your feelings. Don't hold back. So as I continue this day where I have essentially cleared my schedule and don't have anything going on, I am just allowing space to do what I need to. I plan to take a shower, take a bath, read a book, I have to pick up my son early from daycare because it's closing early. So I don't want you to ever feel like you can't reach out to someone, that you can't allow space for yourself to do what you need to do. If what you need in that moment is to fill your schedule, that's okay too. We all take on these things in different ways. We all process in different ways. And the vulnerability and authenticity piece of becoming uncomfortable in a situation and allowing space to maybe get a little uncomfortable so that our minds can process and our bodies can heal. That's what's really going to be created as you go through the process of pulling out these tools and fostering a really healthy mindset around even the really hard things. Like I talked about last week with regret and saying, not if only I would have done this, if only I would have been there when he passed away, but at least I got to see him a few days ago when he was still communicative and still able to laugh and joke and we got to spend some time with him. So find your at least. So if you get injured and you're an avid exerciser, say at least I was in really good shape. If you break your leg, at least I can still do breath work. I can still stretch my upper body. I have no idea. I've never broken anything. Knock on wood, which is actually kind of a miracle considering how clumsy I am. If you get 
fired or you end up having to leave your job or you move to a new place. Don't say, if only I would have done this differently, the outcome would have been differently. Instead, say, at least I gained the skills and the knowledge and the relationships from this experience that I'm going to get to take forth into this new experience. So I don't know what you're dealing with. All I know is that if we are unwilling to open up about what we're going through, people are going to continue to feel alone. People are going to continue to feel like they don't have anyone who knows what they're going through. When I lost my mom, people were coming out of the woodwork. People I'd known for years and saying, I lost my mom when. I, you know, I lost my dad when. And these are things that we don't talk about. And if you choose not to talk about it, that's okay. But I want to create space for myself. I want to create space for my friends to be able to talk about the things that they want to talk about and make sure that even if it's slightly uncomfortable, I'm creating space for them. So this was a little bit more of a personal episode. It, I hope that it helps you the next time that you feel a little bit defeated, a little bit like you don't know how to stop digging that hole. But I have been feeling really down and frustrated probably the last two months of just being constantly sick and the holidays. I know they're supposed to be a super happy time, but they get the best of us sometimes. And all of a sudden, it just really started to hit me. So I'm pulling out some tools. I said, how can I better the supplements that I'm taking? Is there something that's off? I had a friend one time who she was just in this deep pit of depression. And after a long time, her sister convinced her to go to the to the doctor. Her vitamin D levels were off the charts in the wrong direction. And by increasing that, she was able to come out of that depression and start to live her life again. That's all it took. And I'm not saying that every time something goes wrong, it's going to be that easy. Um, wouldn't that be nice? But I do think that there are things that we can look at, focus on, and really put effort and energy into that if it is a part of the problem, we have control over that. I am able to call and schedule a physical, which I haven't had in multiple years and probably should have anyway. So instead of allowing ourselves to dig deeper, we try pulling back out in the opposite direction and saying, what do I have control over? What can I try? How can I not put blame or regret or guilt on anything, but how can I take control of my own emotions and my own reactions to this situation? How can I continue to move forward from here? How can I invite my friends and my family into this place that I'm at and not only be there for them if they need me, but allow them to be there for me? So, I am going to sign off of this podcast. I don't know if that's what it's called, but I'm going to text two of my best friends who don't know that my grandpa has passed away, and I'm going to make sure that I am not holding back on the things that are hurting me because the next time that I talk to them, I know that if they told me two weeks after the fact that their grandpa had passed away, I would feel so sad that I wasn't able to be there for them. So I want to create space for people to be there for me, even if it's hard and uncomfortable. So what can you do right now, whether it's inviting people into your life in an authentic and vulnerable way that maybe feels a little uncomfortable? Where are you in your life? How could you start to pull back out and create opportunities for you to 
invest in and increase your quality of life? How can you get that dopamine hit? Even if you don't really feel like you need it, act the way that you want to feel. A lot of times if I'm not feeling loving towards my husband or my kids in that moment because I'm frustrated, I will I will get that dopamine hit of a 30-second hug. I'm acting the way that I want to feel. Uh, it's one of my 2024 goals to get on the floor and play with my kids for 20 minutes a day. Unplug, put the phone down, turn off the TV, turn on some music and just play or dance or talk or read books. And acting the way that I want to feel in that moment, which is either fun or loving or engaged, it really has helped me to begin to build that bond stronger. So to sum it all up, because as I have continued to record podcast episodes, I realize I sometimes leave things without actually making a point at the end. I, in the past, have really struggled to let people in. And with having created space as my word of the year, I am putting intentional action towards leading into every situation with opening up my heart and my mind to the possibilities and opportunities that not only circumstances outside of my control, but the people that I love are going to offer that love and acceptance and hope that I need that sometimes I'm not able to create for myself. So as uncomfortable as it makes me and as much as it's not necessarily my go-to immediate reaction, that's what I want to be doing and that's how I want to move forward into this year. So I really encourage you that if anything is weighing on your mind or feeling tense in your body, that you pull the tools out of your toolbox. What's going to make you feel better? And it doesn't have to be what makes me feel better. Some people would say weightlifting is the absolute last thing that I would want to do with my time. So what can you do? What can you do right now? Send me an email at leadwithconfidencepodcast at gmail.com. Send me a message on LinkedIn or Instagram. I want to know. I want to hear. If you know someone who is going through something right now, if you yourself are going through something, I would love for you to share this episode. If you don't know how to ask for help, but you want someone to be there for you, share this episode with them. Let them know how you're feeling. I really hope and pray that you are using all of the control that you have to Pull yourself back out of this sad, mad, angry, frustrated, whatever it is. Allow yourself to feel the feelings, but know that you are in control of this situation and you have all of the tools that you need to come back out of it and really take control of your life and your happiness. So until next time on the next episode of Lead with Confidence, we will hit that last piece of the foundation of self-framework, but this is a really good compilation, I feel, of all of the different pieces of the foundation of self because it was created as a catalyst to making sure that when hard things happen and hard times come, we are in control of our lives. And that's exactly what I'm trying to do in this moment, feeling my feelings, taking control where I can and being there for the people that need me while also asking for people to be there for me. So until next time, Thank you for being here on this episode of Lead with Confidence, and I can't wait to see you next time.